Well, hello everybody, and welcome to Time and Attention, the podcast dedicated to helping you become a more intentional, better human being. I'm the host of the show, Chris Bailey. This is episode number 74, Working with Intention. So we'll finally talk about why we added that more intentional human being piece into wow. the intro. Yep. Wow. This is big. Yeah. Big episode. Yeah. Huge. Mm-hmm. Is this going to be the best episode of the podcast yet? I think so. Wow. Yeah. That, I, I, don't, I don't think it will be. I, 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 I think that's a high bar. It has a one in 74 chance yeah. of being the best episode yet. So all episodes are created equal of time and attention. Do you think it's jarring when somebody... So this, you know, we have this new theme song. We have this new artwork. Do you think it's jarring when somebody goes back in the back catalog and hears the old theme song and sees the old artwork? Probably. I think it's kind of like, you know, when you watch a TED Talk and they have, they keep updating their intro music and their intro kind of intro and outro. Yeah. Well, it's not that anymore. So when you watch an old one though and you hear the old music, like, oh, that's so so jarring. It's very intense. Like when The Economist changes their... Their starting article sound. Yeah. Oh, it throws me for a loop for an, like three weeks. An example everybody can relate to. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's me coming up with my super relatable examples. Yeah. Sorry, you sorry, and everyone. your you and your relatable economics examples. But it is relatable because you're all adjusting to the new mu- intro music. I hope you like it, but Hopefully, it is an adjustment. Well, uh, we were uh, chatting the other day with a friend friend of the show, friend of us, Susanna. Hello, Susanna. She says very calming now. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. That's nice to hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think people fall asleep to the podcast? Oh, probably. People fall asleep to like basically every podcast. But it's only like 20 minutes, so you have to get to sleep quickly. I mean, I think I usually fall asleep pretty quickly when I'm listening to a podcast. Yeah? So, yeah. Well, you've said... If you are falling asleep, sleep well, guys. Yeah, sleep well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Dream of podcasts. Dream of podcasts, yeah. Or, or whatever you want to dream about. Dream mm-hmm. of flying. Flying dreams are the best. I don't think what's I your, have those. What's your favorite dream? And then we can get roller to the Roller coaster dreams. I have so many roller coaster dreams. Really? It's awesome. I have yeah. this dream where I'm in a plane and we're taken off and we have to fly between two power lines. And I have this dream that's recurring. <laughs> it's like threading a needle, but in a plane. All right. Well, nobody likes to hear about other people's dream breakdowns. So I think, let's I think, just uh, talk about working with intention. I think that's a very fair uh, assessment. Yep. Yeah. I won't edit this out though. Because <laughs> oh, maybe great. somebody's in. Okay. Intentionality. <laughs> Intentionality. Yeah. Last episode, we did talk a lot about intentionality. Yeah. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with intention? There's nothing wrong with you it. You didn't like how, how uh, you said philosophical it got. Yeah. I was not expecting that. We We talked about the episode ahead of time. We yeah. had notes. Just wasn't expecting it to go as deep as it did, I guess. Um, Would you say off the deep end? No, I'm not no. going to say off the deep end. But it just <laughs> didn't go exactly where I expected it to, yeah. which is fine. Expectations are... Um, they'll ruin everything. They'll ruin your your experiences, right? So of of recording a podcast. No, I, all that to say, yeah, we didn't. We did hint at intention yeah. in the last episode, and now we're going to talk about how you can actually work with more intention on a day to day basis, on a minute to minute basis. Maybe not minute to minute, but like maybe in the course of your day, how you can bring more intention to what you're doing. First one, we covered, but four episodes prior. Yeah, so I think we'll we'll start with the rule of three because I think this is something we very recently talked about. And if you didn't listen to mm. the last episode, the rule of three is basically where you define your three most important tasks in a given day. Yeah. 
if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, no, that's exactly it. It's very, very simple. It fits with how we think. We can hold around three pieces of information at once in our working memory, uh, and that's what—that's the scratch pad we use to process the world and chunk things th- together. So we actually remember the intentions that we set. Uh, essentially, yeah, we just fast forward to the end of the day or the end of the week or the end of the year in our head, and we ask ourselves, what are the three things we'll want to have accomplished by the time this day, this week, this month, this quarter, this year, whatever time frame you want to use the, the rule across, Uh, what three things do you want to accomplish by the time that time is done? Yeah. And the only reason there are three is because it helps you remember. So it kind of helps you reset when you're trying to remember, what am I supposed to be focusing on? Just have three and you'll be able to recall them very quickly. And you have to choose a lot of things that you're not going to do. Yeah. That's the other thing. Narrowing it down really makes you focus on what's most important, not just what's most pressing. So that's a kind of common thing we're going to talk about today. Yeah. This trade-off between most important and most urgent feeling, which are usually not the same. The classic Eisenhower matrix uh, where he, what is he, what did he say? I have two kinds of problems, the urgent and the important. The urgent are not important and the important are never urgent. Yeah. I feel like everybody's work falls in that category or a lot of people's work. Some people's work is actually just constantly kind of responding to issues and emergencies and that's really important work too. But a lot of people's work will kind of fall in this category where your most urgent things are probably not the most important things. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is not going to be true for everybody. But yeah. for a lot of people, it will be. And, and so you, that'll come up a lot today. And you get to consider both in the rule of three, mm-hmm. uh, both the emergencies and the non-emergencies. And the best part is when a new emergency comes in, something that feels more important than the things that are already on your list, you can weigh the relative importance and the relative urgency uh, of the various things on your list. It's a great rule for staying agile throughout the day. And it also works across both contexts uh, of our lives, the the work and the personal context of our lives. And we chatted a bit uh, last episode about uh, just why intention matters, because it does matter in ways that aren't necessarily obvious on the surface. And there's that asymmetry of importance that we talked about where uh, there are certain tasks that are work through which we contribute an inordinate amount of value relative to other things. And there are certain experiences uh, in our personal lives that we see as meaningful and far more meaningful than other experiences that comprise our day. So uh, that's the purpose of intention, aligning ourselves to what, towards what's important. And the rule of three is a great reminder uh, every day uh, of what we want to get done. Okay, so that's... I think the rule of three is kind of a kind of day by day way of yeah. defining your intentions, or even on a yearly basis, at a more great or a big picture way of defining your intentions, right? Yeah. So the real three is at a daily, monthly, yearly, whatever basis. But you also want to be able to set intentions on a more frequent basis. So yeah. when you're in the middle of your day and you've suddenly found yourself into seven pages deep into Wikipedia. Oh. And you don't know how you've gotten there, or maybe you're in some folder and you can't remember what you're we're actually trying to find there, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like that always happens to me. You know that people talk about what? this example of where you get into a room and you can't remember what you were trying to find there. Yeah. Where I end up in folders and I'm like, what oh. was I supposed to be doing here? What kind of folder? Like, like a, on computer, your computer folders, yeah. Really? Where you end up in so many subfolders in and then you find something that wasn't supposed to be there or you get mm. distracted. Anyway. Is sometimes- that feeling the opposite of serendipity? 
<laughs> Maybe. Kind of is. <laughs> Maybe. It's so frustrating yeah. though. But it's the equivalent of getting into a room and can't remember Just what you wanted to find. Letting an intention fall out of your hand. Yes. Yeah. But all that to say, I find it so frustrating when people give these kinds of practical productivity tips that don't focus on how to actually do things on a like minute to minute basis. Yeah. And I think something that's really important is how to how to build in like regular intentionality checks in your day. Yeah. And this can look like regular hourly awareness times. I mean, we both have Apple watches and they're really great because you can literally put a little beep at the top, not beep, but like a, a little tap, a little on, tap your wrist. on your wrist yeah. at the top of the hour, which is so handy. When I per- first turned it on, I was like, I fi- think I might find this annoying, but honestly, it mostly just gives me a nudge or a reminder that an entire hour has passed since the last one. Mm-hmm. And it, it usually forces me to think, oh, wait, okay, so what am I doing right now? Yeah. And is this what I had intended to do in this moment? And I actually have started kind of structuring my days so that those happen in the middle of tasks that I'm doing oh. because I find that they're really helpful just to kind of guide me in the middle of a of a task rather than at the top of the hour if I'm starting like a focus mate session or something. Mm. I'd like to start my focus mate sessions at the half hour instead so that halfway through I get a reminder like, what are you doing? And is this what you were intending to do? And so this can look like whatever you need as a kind of chime or alert or whatever to just kind of remind you or nudge you to think about whether or not you're working on the thing that you had intended to or mm. or doing the thing. It doesn't have to be work. It could be whatever you intended to do. Just have a little reminder to check in with yourself about whether you're doing that. And another way I build this into my every single day kind of habits are my post-it notes. Yeah. And I know this is so dumb. Uh, I love my post-it notes so much and they're <laughs> everywhere. So um, well, you are you are uh, taking my office now that you are hunkering down uh, on your thesis and just now finishing that, it. Yeah. Now that my book is is submitted, and I, I see quite a few post-it notes in, in front of me here. Uh, I see uh, one, two, three, five within six within my periphery right now. <laughs> I mean, you'd think that's just kind of clutter, but I just like these little reminders, and I have a big one usually on my desk that says, your goal is to get a PhD. And I love having this literally like posted to my monitor at the top of the monitor usually. And it's just a kind of reminder that my eyes kind of drift on it every now and then throughout my day. And it's just a reminder that if I'm not working on something that's actively leading to that goal, I need to make sure I'm really comfortable with what I'm doing and, and that this is actually worth not doing the other things that are more in or in service of my goal to ultimately become a get my PhD. Yeah. So I, I think anybody can do this. I used to do this all the time when I, even when I worked in the government and I, my goal then wasn't to get a PhD. It was to finish what? certain deliverables or whatever. And that is just nice to have a kind of check-in. So you don't end up spending like an hour in your email inbox, which is probably not going to serve your goals or your big picture goals. This is actually something I learned in my, when I was doing my black belt, where at our dojo, there was a big sign at the front that said, your goal is to get a black belt. Mm. So I like having these little reminders and they're just good intentional kind of like alignment cues in your day. sure enough, you got the black belt. I did get the black belt. And so now I just got to get the PhD. And sure enough, you are working towards the PhD. I am. When when are you going to defend? I don't know. I'm hoping to submit in the next month or so. And then the thesis defense takes a while to organize. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. And and it, it is something that can become habitual over time, especially when you have something tapping on your wrist every hour. Uh, I, I remember at the start of doing this hourly awareness chime, there, there were a series of questions that I would ask myself. 
at the top of that hour. And it, it sounds tedious, but again, like any advice on any podcast, especially one uh, about pragmatic advice for working and such, take what works for you and leave the rest, uh, especially the stuff you don't agree with necessarily. But th- this is something that, that I personally found helpful. Uh, when the timer went off, because I started with the timer and then I moved over to the Apple Watch queue, uh, I would just ask, you know, is my mind wandering? when the sound went off? Was I working on autopilot mode uh, or on something that I intentionally chose to do? And that, by the way, was satisfying to uh, see improve over time. (laughs) You know, when your mind wanders a bit less, when you're working on autopilot less as well, uh, you know, I, I would ask, am I immersed in a productive task that I chose to do ahead of time? Uh, how long was I focusing on it for, you know, if it was an impressive amount of time, Uh, Of course, I would just keep going because I didn't want the chime to trip me up. Um, How full was my attention? Uh, Were there distractions preventing me from focusing on just one thing? What is the most consequential thing I could be doing? Should I uh, realign myself to one of the three daily tasks? And I, I... completely agree with what you said. There, there are definitely multiple layers of productivity advice as far as time is concerned. You know, there's defining our values overall, then we can zoom down a bit more. What's your career goal? What's your life? What, you know, whatever you want to define on a broader time frame. Then what are the projects here in the middle of shipping? How, how can you do a good job of them? Then you can zero in to the weekly basis. What do you want to accomplish? What do you want to accomplish this day? And then you get to the, where the rubber meets the road, which is that daily progress towards those goals which feed into your your overarching goals which feed into your values hopefully which feeds into meaning which we were talking a bit about in the last episode how meaning is when we manifest our values through action and in this way this chime can align us every hour uh, to what is truly important to us and i just felt it tap me on the wrist just now mm-hmm. yeah it is uh 8 p.m but I'm doing what I'm intending to do. It's great. Yeah. Well, we intended to do the podcast. We, we, we did. didn't we accidentally stumble into these microphones. We did not. <laughs> Can I add like one kind of awareness oh, of cue that I think is within this area? Meditation just kind of gives you a built-in mm. me- like awareness time where you yeah. are just more likely to recognize when you're no longer doing something that you intended. So I find when I'm not meditating... I end up in those folders where I'm kind of like, what was I doing here again? A lot more often than when I'm not meditating. Can I just watch you use your computer someday? Where you end up in folders? Ending up in folders? I I have never had this problem. Really? No. Not actually. If you have had this problem, please email me, chris at alifeofproductivity.com. No. Where you're looking, you want to find something, like I'm looking for my old code or I'm looking for an old paper or something. And then I get a notification and I get kind of confused or what? Not, not confused, but I just forget what I was intending to do because you got distracted by something else. You're lost. That and never confused. happens to you? When, when you're using your, you're lost <laughs> and you're confused. No, I'm not. But sometimes distractions come up and you forget what you were trying to do. Exactly like when you're going to a room and you forget what you were looking hmm. for. I have never had the digital equivalent of that. Wow. Yeah. I'm actually so curious if anybody else has had this problem. Right. So I hope it's not just me. Chris but I feel like life. this has got to be a generalized thing. I think thing. this might just be you. But yeah, Chris <laughs> at a life of productivity.com. If, if this has happened to you. Maybe my folders are just like way too many subfolders. I think you need a new folder management system. You, that oh. is actually on my list of things to do before I start my new job. I just search for everything. Maybe that's the... 
Yeah, I do that too. But I also have stuff on like team drives, on one drive. I have so many different places where things are for different parts of my life that sometimes Hmm. that doesn't work. Third tactic, (laughs) knowing your most consequential tasks. Speaking of jarring old uh, theme songs and artwork, if you want to revisit an old episode of the podcast, episode number 24, it's still the same pie, it's just us hanging out, talking about these ideas. But in that episode, we talked about consequential tasks. And this speaks to the fundamental truth behind productivity and uh, why intention is so powerful, which is that not all tasks in our work are created equal. And this activity is a very, very uh, simple idea for understanding which of your uh, tasks contributes the most to the work that you do, uh, which of them produces the most amount of value as well. Uh, and it's a simple activity. Uh, you make a list of everything that you're responsible for in your work. And again, three is the number that you get, which cho- which makes you decide what is important, but also everything that isn't important that supports your work. Uh, You're allowed three core tasks. Some people have two, some people have four. Usually the number doesn't go much higher than that. And by understanding the the activities in your work through which you contribute the greatest amount of value, uh, you accomplish more in in your career. And it's a great kind of alignment strategy, speaking of those, for understanding uh, what should inform the intentions that you set in the first place. Very nice. Yeah, we're zooming in and out a lot. And I think, yeah, we are zooming in and out a lot. In terms of timelines here. But that's okay, because I think the next thing that we wanted to talk about is setting how, like the kinds of intentions you set. So not just making sure it's your most consequential, but making sure it's also very well thought out and very an intentional intention, oh, I guess. Oh, man. <laughs> I didn't mean to say that. I'm sorry. It's, oh... Can I get a refund for the podcast? There is no, there okay, are no refunds. That's, oh, it's free? It's free. Oh, this is free? It is. Oh, mm-hmm. what's a podcast? We're not going to go into okay. that. So what do you mean by, I know you you, all, you like to talk about setting stronger intentions. Yeah. So what does that mean? Well, yeah, just as not all tasks, all activities are created equal, not all intentions are created equal. And some of these are far more difficult. Some of the things we want to do over the course of the day are far more difficult. They're far more ambiguous. They're far more unstructured. And the more of these cues that a task sets off, which we chatted about on the episode uh, where we chatted about procrastination, uh, where there's these cues, whether something is boring, frustrating, difficult, ambiguous, unstructured, lacking in intrinsic rewards, lacking in personal meaning. Episode number 27, just a few after the most important tasks episode, uh, with the especially difficult things that we have to do, the more specific we make those intentions, uh, researchers such as Peter Golwitzer, they, they refer to these as implementation intentions. And one study that I'll link to in the show notes uh, was conducted by Peter Golwitzer and his colleague Veronica Bronstotter. And they found that specific intentions when they related to something that wasn't really fully formed or fleshed out, that somebody didn't really have to find. Uh, It was kind of an ambiguous goal. When one of those intentions was specific, it doubled or it tripled somebody's odds of success in actually following through with it. And this is true whether a goal is over a longer time frame or whether it's over a shorter time frame. So understanding when and where and how 
you're going to do something really does transform uh, the intentions that you set into something that is far less ambiguous and doesn't set off these procrastination triggers that we talked about. And so instead of going to the gym as one of your three daily intentions, you could it, it could become something like schedule and go to the gym on my lunch break. Or instead of quit working when I get home, you can reframe it as, you know, put my work phone on airplane mode and my work laptop in another room and stay disconnected for the evening. Um, and one more, instead of going to bed, you know, go to bed by a reasonable time, you can say set a bedtime alarm for 10 p.m. And when it goes off, start my wind down ritual. Uh, whatever it is, making something more specific really does uh, help, especially with, with things that are more difficult and things that you don't want to do. Implementation intentions uh, can really take these ideas to the next level. I love that. Yeah, I try to do this in my work all the time because putting an intention of write thesis yeah. is never going to get my thesis written. So now I try to make it very specific. And for things that I'm really averse to, I make it hyper specific mm, where like I say I'm going to read the introduction to this paper um, because I lit reviews, they're really hard. Yeah. And I <laughs> need to make them really specific to make them feel a little less um, overwhelming. Rule of three, hourly awareness chime. Or just any awareness cues. Any awareness cue. Whatever aligns you to what's important. Yeah. Your goal is to listen to this podcast, whatever it happens to be, <laughs> knowing your most consequential tasks and setting stronger intentions. Which of these do you think is the most powerful? Most I love the awareness alerts. Yeah. Because on a, on a day-to-day basis, like when you're in the middle of working, just kind of reminding yourself, hey, am I doing mm-hmm. the thing I intended to do right now? Is this what I planned? That's really helpful. I find that insanely helpful. Yeah. yeah. You know, we said it, we kind of settle into that autopilot mode, just kind of working in response yeah. to what comes our way. And that that's normal. You know, don't beat yourself up over that. We we do that. I've been, I've been personally studying productivity for over a decade now, and I still do that constantly because emergencies arise. And once we start focusing on something, usually the next step is always obvious of that task. And so we don't need to consciously intervene uh, with regard to our intentionality. So when we come across these cues in our external environment, whether it's a digital environment, whether it's a physical environment, whether it's an external cue that taps us on our wrist every hour or rings a bell on our phone, that can be that cue, that conscious reminder that breaks through. Yeah. And and I think I try to put these into my workflow as much as I possibly can. So even with things like uh, Freedom, which is an app that will oh, kind of yeah. block apps. And so if I find myself just by, by default on autopilot going into Amazon or onto mail or whatever on my browser, and I get that green screen saying, you're free. I'm like, oh, right. Mm. This was not what I was intending to do right now. I set aside my morning so I can do writing and really deep work and I have this kind of block on for a reason. It's yeah. kind of a, an awareness cue that my 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 work is or my intentions are maybe not being aligned. And so I like yeah. those kinds of, I try to build these into my work all the time. Little yeah. nudges. Nudges. Yeah. What yeah. do you feel right after enabling freedom? Oh, so it automatic. I never enable it because oh, okay, okay. uh, I actually just have it on timer. So I actually never really turn it on. I just... Uh. Um, I, when I when I get the notification that I'm trying to get into a website that I have previously t- blocked for my future self, um, I'm like, oh yeah, right. 
that was, thanks me. I, yeah. I always get a little happy when I'm like, all right, mm. I did the right thing back in the day. <laughs> Whenever I enable it, I instantly feel like my shoulders let down a little bit and I feel calmer. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. And I originally thought, you know, freedom is such a weird name for an app that really restricts what you can do on your computer. But when the things you want to do on your computer don't exist in the places that you block, it really just defines the surface area of activity that you can engage with in on your computer. Mm-hmm. And so you're free to accomplish the things that you set out to do. And I, I didn't really get the name uh, at the start. I, I will admit, I thought, oh, that's nice marketing. You know, that's a nice little frame for this, that restrict. But it is calming. It is freeing and in an interesting way. So if you don't have a distractions blocker, you know, like Arden was saying, use these things as cues uh, to define the surface area of activity that you uh, predefine for yourself in using technology. I love it. Good stuff. All right, we have an in- out- outro now. Nice. That we uh, made, well, it's very similar to the old outro if you uh, go back to episode 24 and 27, I think Procrastination mm-hmm. was on. Fun fact, I actually oh. just checked. Yeah. Um, this We are recording this episode exactly three years after the first episode came out. Oh. Three years. Wow. Holy cow. What? Yeah. Isn't that nuts? That's hard to believe. Yeah. So if you've been listening for all three years or if you just hopped on and this episode is your first one. Yeah. It's so nice to be able to do this. It's been really fun. And you've been with Arden for uh, a lot of her PhD. Yeah. Yeah. About half. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, <laughs> in- incoming professor at Carleton University, Arden, Arden uh, T. Nordstrom. No? You cringed when I said T. Uh, yeah, I don't use that very often. I guess there's not many people named Arden with a Y. No, I almost <laughs> never need to use a... Not not even almost never. I've never had to use my Ever. middle name for anything. No. Yeah. Well, yeah, your first and last are unique enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chris Bailey? There are two other Chris Baileys in the city that we live in. And the city we live in right now has 100,000 people in it. Yeah. yeah. And those are just the Chris Baileys you know of. Though, yeah. <laughs> That, that are not Christopher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, but hey, there's only one on this podcast and that's what matters. So finishing up this podcast is nice for you to join us for another one. We'll see you a couple Tuesdays, but timeandattention.fm is where you can find the website for the podcast. We hope you have a wonderful week. As I was saying, we'll see you in a couple Tuesdays. Bye.